Hello, friends. Welcome back to the BH Drum Pod, the podcast where we're learning drums. Um, this is Ben Hodges from BH Drum Academy. And uh, today we are continuing on with our three part episode about recording drums for beginners. Um, this is part two of our three-part series. Uh, part one, we talked about the equipment that we need. We talked about the computer, the USB audio interface, the microphone, and all those things. And we talked about even how to set them all up just quickly. And of course, there's a lot of um, uh, things that could go wrong, and there's a lot of things that could get set up differently and so on. So we want to make sure we set things uh, up upright completely. And I'm just talking about how I've um, how I've done things for quite some time and this worked well for me. And I know that probably some people who listen and have recorded drums before, uh, maybe comparing their notes and maybe they, they're like, oh, what about this or what about that? And um, I'm not unfortunately going to be able to go too much in detail because this could be a six hour episode. And <laughs> if I really go into the science of and comparing products, and how much things cost and oh, there's a lot of uh, range of possibilities that someone could do in order to record drums. So I'm giving you the basics. I'm giving you the pure basics. Um, part two today is going to be about recording, the actual process of recording. So you have everything set up. You have your instrument all set up. Everything's good to go. You have the microphones plugged in, all that stuff. And you're literally about to press record. Okay, and that's where we're at right now. Now, um, let's start off with uh, before we play. Before we play, let's do let's do a checklist to make sure that we have all of our bases covered. First of all, are your drums tuned? Are your drums tuned? Do they sound good? Okay, make sure that your drums sound good. Badly tuned drums is a big, big culprit as to why recordings sound bad sometimes. So please make sure you tune your drums. And if you don't know how to tune your drums, it's a great skill to learn. Highly recommended. I have some great tuning uh, videos to follow along with and some great suggestions of how to do that. Just check out my website. There's lots of stuff there to look at. Um, as well, um, are your inputs and your outputs correct on your computer program? Do you have all the microphones selected in the right places? Uh, is everything testing okay? Do you have, uh, are you getting a signal into your USB audio interface? Are you getting a signal into your computer, right? And you press record and do a quick test. Is everything working okay? Is everything uh, correct? Basically, you've used your computer program to map out where all your microphones go and, and all of those things. So don't worry about changing the volumes or anything on your computer program yet. Uh, we will get that into the mixing episode, which will be part number three. Um, are you clipping? It's called clipping is when the sound signal is too strong and so strong that it distorts the sound quality. Um, now, there's one thing you might want to be um, just prepared for is something called gain staging. Gain staging. Gain is the amount of signal, the strength of the signal that's coming into your computer, and that's controlled by the audio interface. Remember those volume knobs in the front of your audio interface? That is your gain, okay? That is your control of how strong the signal is coming into your computer. Now, we're doing something called gain staging, which means we are giving the computer a good, a perfect amount of signal. And, and I say perfect amount because if we give it too much, it doesn't give 
um, the computer a lot of room to make any adjustments. Uh, when we start adding effects like compression or EQ and, and all those things, and we start to make changes, uh, we won't have a lot of room if the, if the signal is already very strong coming into the computer. So what we need to make sure of is, uh, is to do proper gain staging. And in a nutshell, here's a, a general rule of thumb that I have learned through um, uh, taking many courses on this and one kind of rule of thumb that I use. And you've asked lots of people uh, differently. They may give you a different answer. Um, but this is the rule that I use personally is um, I like to set up my uh, volume on my USB audio interface of, to make sure A, it's not clipping, but B, is that the amount of strength of the signal on your computer, when you see it moving right now, as I'm talking into a microphone, I can see my um, little meter moving to see the strength of the audio signal. And it's not going to be all the way at the top. It's if, if it goes all the way to the top and I'm, I'm, I'm clipping, I'm going too high, the signal is too strong. Um, I always like to make sure that my my signal is around minus 12 dB, minus 12 dB. You're going to see it at zero dB and it's going to go all the way up to like 30 plus 30 dB and down to like minus million dB. And when you change the little volume knob on your computer, it's going to change the strength of that signal as well. But right now you don't need to make any changes to the volume knob on your computer. Uh, really you're only making changes in the volume knob on your audio interface. So you're going to change the volume on your audio interface, that volume knob, uh, until you see the signal on your computer get to about um, about minus 12 dB. And, and that is kind of the strength that gives the computer enough room that if you need to make something louder um, or you need to add effects, it's going to give it enough of a buffer room that you can be flexible with that option. If you have it too high, uh, then your, your computer is not going to have a lot of wiggle room to make any adjustments. And there's it's really hard to fix that. So you want to make sure that the signal is around minus 12 dB going into the computer. Okay, so that means adjusting your volume knob on your in your face. So that's what it means by gain staging. And I do that for all my computer uh, computer stuff. Don't worry about the sound yet. As long as you get a decent signal, we can adjust the mixing and stuff after we stop recording. Another thing to check is does your headphones work? Do your headphones work? Do you have a way to hear uh, hear what you need to hear? If you're recording a song or uh, you're recording a drum cover, of course, how are you hearing that song? Okay, so maybe it's just right from your your audio device, like a phone or something, you're listening to music. But if your audio file is on your computer and you needed to have, have it heard in your headphones, I mean, you're going to need a headphone jack on your audio interface. You can need to plug in headphones into it. Or maybe you plug it into one of your outputs from your interface and you plug it, you know, that goes right to your headphones. So do your headphones work? That's one thing to check. And if not, well, we have to fix that. Uh, and lastly, what do you have in your monitor mix? Some people, um, if they do wear headphones, what kind of things do they want to hear in their ears? They maybe want to hear just the kick drum. Maybe they want to hear just the snare. And on their interface, there is ways that you can actually send as the signal comes in, you can send the signal right back out to your headphones so you can hear live time, what your kick drum is doing and so on. Um, so it's good to have all those that monitor mixes. One thing I will ask as well before you start is to make sure all the effects are off. Some people, and I was guilty of this, 
I was having a, I was so excited. Not, I was having a hard time. I was, I was so excited to hear what my drums sound like that I was, I would do a test. I would do a quick little drum beat just to have a quick test to see if my microphones and all stuff worked and what it sounded like. I was really excited to hear what it sounded like. And then I started adding all these effects onto my audio signals before I even actually recorded what I needed to record. And I had all these effects on when I went to go and play for reels. Um, I noticed that there was a big latency with my headphones. Like what I would play would take about a whole second to come back to my headphones. And it was really annoying. It was really hard. Um, the more effects that you put onto your uh, DAW program before you record, the more thinking it has to do. It has to process that sound signal before it can even send it back. So it is best to save all your mixing and your effects and all your engineering part until after you finish recording until you finish after your recording has finished. Don't add effects until the very end, not before add it to the very end. So just make sure that all the effects are off on your computer. Cause you don't want to think too much. You want to have all this brain power to make sure it gets the best quality signal. Okay. Can't stress that enough. All right. Now You've checked everything. Let's say everything works. You're good to go. Clear for launch. Time to press record. All right. So you press record. Now, um, let's talk about the actual drumming itself. I do believe that the drumming itself, uh, other than, of course, the tuning of the drums and the way it sounds and the, the room and the mics and all that stuff. I really believe, and it's very true, the recording it comes out with is based on the player, the player too, right? If you're playing it, um, incorrectly, or you're not, pl you're playing it too much, or you're perhaps maybe hitting wrong or things like that. Um, the recording can also reflect on that too. Okay. So the way that the drums sound when you play is what's going to be recorded. So some things to think about when you're playing drums while you are recording is number one, of course, don't make any noises that you don't need to make like, like talking, or, you know, things like that, or uh, stuff like that. Try and avoid any extra noises as much as you can. Give a little bit of pause or some some space uh, of silence around, around the start and the end of your... Um, I always like to start with one really good snare hit or a bass drum hit. Um, and that's actually pretty important to do when you first press record. So I like to press record. I go to my drums, I get set up, put my headphones on, take a breath, and then... I make sure I do one big good snare hit or bass drum hit. And there's a reason for that. And it's because um, we actually will use that snare drum and bass drum hit um, for something called phase, for phase. And I'll talk about phase and what that is when I'm talking about mixing for drums. But uh, really important that you do that one good snare hit or bass drum hit so that we have a good signal to use um, for mixing. Okay, so really important that you start with one good snare hit or bass drum hit. You can do a clap if you want to, but I like to use the loudest part of the drum, which is usually the snare or the bass drum. Now, while you're playing, uh, of course, you're playing your song. Um, I suggest to really keep it simple. The recording is not the time to try something new and to try something kind of out of the ordinary and off your plan. I'm assuming you're recording because you have a, a good plan of what you're going to play. So keep it simple. Don't make it too difficult. Um, also, be careful not to hit too hard on your drums, especially your cymbals. 
Uh, cymbals and drums themselves are designed to kind of be hit within a perfect velocity. Um, if you hit them too hard, the sound can distort. You hit them too quiet, not enough sound can come through. So being hit at a good amount of speed and, and even the drums, if you hit them in the center of the drum, the drums are going to create that resonance and vibration that's appealing and, and the sound of the drum. So making sure you don't hit too hard, making sure you hit uh, directly in the center of the drums and execute good hits, uh, that's all really important important uh, for when you actually playing drums. Be careful of extra ghost notes as well. Sometimes we can really um, start to groove on, on recording drums and we add uh, little ghost notes or little bounces of our snare drum, especially uh, when we're playing and we don't necessarily mean to, but the more little extra ghost notes and extra things like that, it's harder to mix, uh, to kind of get out of the mix. So just be careful. I wouldn't recommend uh, using ghost notes. Kind of goes back to being simple. Okay. Um, it's also great to follow some kind of a metronome as well. Most uh, direct audio, uh, digital audio workspaces or DAWs will have a metronome track and you can set the metronome and you can have it play in your ears as you play. Uh, timing is really important when you're recording because it's a lot of it's mathematical. You want to play at a perfect speed unless you're planning not to play at a mathematical speed and, and it's just meant to speed up, slow down or to be free. Uh, so, but it's, I think playing in a metronome is super important work. Having that timing reference is a very important part. So um, follow a metronome if you can. That'd be great to have that figured out. Now, as you're recording, um, sometimes you might mess up. That's okay. It happens. So feel free to just let the recording just keep going. Just do as many takes as until you're completely satisfied. Uh, you can set your recording up. Maybe it's supposed to be only like a two minutes a drum recording, but it ends up taking you 15 minutes because you want to do a couple tries of it, right? And you can just, you know, let it, let the, let the tape roll record as many times until you feel like you are satisfied with, with the, uh, the quality of work that you've gotten. That's totally okay. You can always mix it and, and delete stuff after everything is done. So that's totally okay. And lastly, Lastly, before we wrap up this episode is uh, at the end of the song when you're about to press stop. So let's say you end off with a big finish. Uh, keep in mind about the symbols. What we want to talk about the symbols is sometimes we hit the symbols and we instantly just want to get up and walk over and press things. But don't forget you walking around and fumbling around is making noise in the microphones. So be careful. Don't just get up right away. Don't just get up and move around and shuffle and make noise. And maybe after your last crash, sit there for a good 30 seconds. Let the cymbals naturally ring out until it stopped. Okay. Or maybe you wait a good minute, quite a few minutes, uh, and you end up muting your symbols. Don't, don't mute them too quick because everything that you record is you might be stuck with. So giving yourself more things to play with on the computer is way better to mix and engineer than not enough. So let the symbols ring out, let the drums ring out. Okay. Don't move after a while, be silent for a good 30 seconds after you finish. And then you can get up and go and stop and press record. It's like sometimes my computer, like when I record here, my computer's on the other side of the room. My drums are on one side of the room. My computer's on the other side of the room. It'd be perfect to have two people, one person sitting on the computer, one person, you know, and me playing the drums, but I don't have that option. So I, I just, I press record, walk over to the drums, record my drums. And then when it's all faded out and after 30 seconds of waiting, I come back and I press stop on the record. And then I can, I can always slice and dice and trim out trim out all the things that are not really wanted on recording drums, but um, 
those are some things to think about. So those are some things to think about, about recording the drums uh, on the actual press, press recording. Now, um, the next episode is part three. In part three, we're going to talk about the mixing and engineering and how to make the drums sound good. It's what you do after you press stop on the recording. And so I really look forward to this one. And this one, you can go, uh, you can get really nerdy with sound. And it's a really, really fascinating and something that always is progressing and always something that you can learn. You can u- learn cool news tips and tricks about that. So I hope this has been helpful for you. If you have any questions, please feel free to um, send out and reach out to me um, at BH Drum Academy. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me. Uh, You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on all the things, bhdrumacademy.com. Thanks so much, drummers. And thank you for listening to the BH Drum Pod. My name is Ben Hodges, and I will talk to you next time. 